someone hit me up earlier in the week, um, just DM'd me about how their life has gotten, they feel like their life is worse since they um, quit drinking. You know, they're like, what the hell? You know, you guys lied to me. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean we lied to you? And you're like, yeah, I see all these sober accounts and people look like they're all fucking happy. Life sucks. You know, I was happy when I was drinking. I'm like, whoa, hold on. What's going on here? You know, it's, it's, it's weird because I think people, people sometimes look at social media and they, they, they see all of the, the smiling faces and, and the great photos and sometimes the videos and, and they forget that, you know, that's really just, just what people are choosing to share. You know, it's, it's really just what people are allowing us to see. To, I used to tell people back in the day I would, and people asked me how I was doing and I'd be like shit my, my shit is on bricks and that, that phrase came from I had rolled by a house years ago and this person had this cutlass I'm, I'm dating myself now but they had this, this cutlass supreme in the front yard sitting on cinder blocks and I'm like shit put this shit in the back it looked awful it was it was such an ugly visual to have your car sitting on cinder blocks in the front yard in front of your house. And I used that, right? And you know, in life, when people would say, How's stuff going? How's your life going? And, and if, if life was shitty for me and at that time, I would say, Shit, my shit is on bricks in the front yard. Basically, you know, just out in the front for everyone to see. But the reality is, social media, people don't use social media for that. People don't use social media to show when their shit is on bricks. I mean, you see a few random people taking pictures of themselves when they're rolling into surgery. And I'm like, why the hell did you, what, what prompted you to take a picture then? But, I mean, nobody's taking pictures when they're walking on a divorce court or after they lost their job or, you know, they've gotten evicted. Nobody's snapping pictures when life is low. Nobody does that shit. So you, you can't get hung up by what you see on social media because social media is only what people are allowing you to see. You know, Ms. Glam was telling me yesterday that she read this meme where social media is the highlight reel, you know, and, and, and that's, that's it. That's really what it is. And so don't get, don't get hung up on that stuff. It just got me to thinking, you know, you, you have to know that sobriety is, is not a super drug. Right? Sobriety is, is just a way of life. It doesn't necessarily make anything change. You still got to do that. You know, you're, you're just, it's like sobriety is, I'm, I'm sitting here watching traffic O'Brien. I'm thinking sobriety is like a new car. You still got to drive that bitch, though. <laughs> you know, it's not going to drive itself. You still have to drive it. And. You know, I was just, I, I just wanted her to get that, and I could hear the frustration, and, you know, I, I don't want to shout out her name. I want to, but I'm not going to, but I, I, wanted, I just want you to know that I get it. I get that you get frustrated. I get that you get down. And some of you have heard me talk about what happened to me in, in my first year of sobriety. I'm, I'm going to give you a real, a, a quick recap. 
got sober um, February, um, Valentine's Day, my sobriety date. Got sober in February. In um, May, my dad passed away, and you know that was that was devastating on on on, on, on multiple fronts. Number one, I was losing you know my lion, but also. I, I wasn't um, communicating with his his wife or his son or his daughter, and so I had no involvement in the funeral, none, none whatsoever. Picking the casket, the obituary. I think I, I threw in a few pictures for the obituary, but we just weren't we weren't we weren't on speaking terms, and so the the whole service was 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 isolating, you know, in, in a lot of ways. Um, I had my support systems there, but it was isolated in the sense that I wasn't close to the, the last people he, that he was close to. And it was just, ugh, it was just it was awful. But it was the reason I got sober. You know, I got sober so that I could be at his funeral, present. And um, I, got, I got through it. And <laughs> people probably have heard this before, and then they might say, this, this, this idiot is lying, but... About three weeks later, my, my aunt passed away, and, you know, it was the first time probably in my, um, you know, the first time, as far as I was concerned, that I was actually able to show up for my mom in a way that she had shown up for me dozens of times, you know, I, I was able to really be there for her and, and be a rock for her and, you know, help her through all the, the planning, and, the, and the, we had a small service, and we, she was cremated, um, but I was actually able to, to show up. And then, um, you know, about three weeks after that, my stepdad's mom passed away. And, um, you know, I think all of the, all of the, the desire um, that, that I wanted to, you know, I'd wanted to, to help be a part of my dad's funeral, I really poured all of that into my stepdad's mom's funeral. I got the plan even down to the organist, you know. And it's almost like I, I really poured all of myself into that. I wanted it to be really special for him. And she ended up having a phenomenal memorial. Um, but, you know, if you just, just count them. You know, I got sober in February, and I lost my dad, and I lost my aunt, and I lost my, my stepdad's mom. And right after that, you know, I, I went to Atlanta. My mom was like, you know, can you help me? My niece was going back to Atlanta for her second year in, in college, and, you know, we, we wanted somebody to go back with her. My mom was like, can you do it? And I'm like, oh, God, yeah, you know, I, I think I could probably make that work. I can help you with that. So I was planning to go to Atlanta, and about four or five days before I was scheduled to leave, I found out that the woman I had been seeing for about seven years was cheating. Honest, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna be ashamed to be honest. It's, it's weird. It's a different kind of pain that you that you go through when you find out that someone um, you're in love with has been cheating on you. It's different than burying um, a loved one. I don't know. This is a different type of pain. Shit. But when I found, I found that out, I was devastated. I was broken, right? I was like, what the fuck? You know, you, you came to my dad's funeral. You, you grieved with me. You, you saw me at my worst. What do you mean you were seeing some... Were you texting them in the middle of the funeral? You know, I was just all... I was losing it. I lost my mind over that. 
You know, I, I, I definitely feel like when I look back on it, I think life was, was testing me. I didn't know what, uh, what the lessons were then. I was really just reacting as things were happening. But when I look back now, I think it was just testing me and just priming me, um, I don't know, maybe to be of service, maybe to be able to say, you know what, yep, I've been there. Yep, I've done that. <laughs> yep, I get it. But anyway, you know, I found this out. And you know what's, what was the truth about it? You know, after I lost my voice from screaming and hollering, Actually, I, I was hoarse for like three days. There were two things that, they, that came into focus, though, real quick. Number one, that, that my picker was broken, and I probably looked good not trying to pick for a while. I kept picking the, the wrong situations, the wrong people, and, you know, no, no, no shade on her. Um, it, that situation got me to the right situation. And more about that in, in another podcast, the, sober relationships <laughs> but um, you know that I had to realize that that not only was my picker broken but all, also that that part of my life that seven years was was over and, 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 and what did I do with that I stay sober through it though anyway I get back from Atlanta and, and trying to just I don't know land on my feet just try to figure out you know what else you know what's next and then my my um, my uncle passed, and I know by now you're thinking, "Shit, this bitch is lying." <laughs> he, he, I tell me her dad, then you know. But yep, that's that's what happened. My biological dad's brother passed after that, and you know we were we were just reeling. You know that when I think back to that service, um, and and looking down the pew at, at all my family. The tears were all just kind of muddled together, and we were crying for for everything. But you know, I got through that. You know, I, do I need to pause and say sobriety sucked? It sucked in the beginning. Let me get a little coffee. Some of you out there are thinking that sobriety makes life perfect. It doesn't. Have I said it? If I haven't, let me say it. Sobriety is not the wonder drug. You don't dial sobriety over everything and all of a sudden life starts sprouting up for you. <laughs> life is still just life, right? Life, life, life is still what it is. And, and you know, the, 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 the year went on. I ended up, ended up losing two more people in that year. So all together it was, I think it was six people that we lost in 2015. And, you know, sobriety didn't really start looking... Um, like it was a good idea until a year after I got sober. A year after, you know, it, 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 it didn't start looking better right away. It takes time. It takes time. You know, so I've been out here, you know, shooting this. I'm looking at cars driving by and I'm like, you know, sobriety is like a new car. But you, you still got to drive that bitch. <laughs> you still got to get behind the wheel and you got to drive it and, and you got to navigate. It just gives you an opportunity to navigate. If you are out there, wherever you are, you're navigating and, and, and everything is shitty, the, the landscape is ugly, don't park the car and get out. It gets better. Somewhere down the road, it gets better. It might be the 
take the next mile. It might be the, 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 the next 10 miles. Sometimes it, it may not be into the next city. But trust me, it will eventually begin to look better. The landscape will begin to change. The clouds will begin to clear. And you'll be like, oh my God, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that I didn't give up. I don't know. Hopefully this helps somebody. One person. I need to help one person. Shit. Who they all tripped out about? I don't have enough followers. You only need one. Who was listening to you nonstop before? <laughs> you got 10, 15 people listening to you now. You're doing good. Anyway, make it a great day. I love you guys. I'm out.